Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Todd Wood. And they originally was on a show with him and Walter Bosley called California, which is on Walter Bosley's YouTube channel. And we just talked about some of my work. And then I found out after talking with them that Todd Wood was a specialist in the guy who I was interested in. His name is William Joseph Bryan. Sounds like William Jennings Bryan, but it's William Joseph Bryan. He's connected to people who I know, like uh, Melvin Belli, to the Manchurian Candidate movie, to Ethley Bailey, and also to Sirhan Sirhan and the, uh, I think it was the Boston Strangler. He was also involved in that case, which is really strange. So I invited him on. We talked about that. It was very well received. I had a lot of listens to that. A lot of people were interested in that, maybe they, because they hadn't heard it. it was, and I titled it The Strange Connections of William Joseph Bryan. And then we got done with that. And then we were talking and another part of Todd's knowledge is this kind of hidden group that was around in California in the seventies or late sixties and seventies. And it was called the four pie. And I remember just kind of briefly coming across it, reading through Manson materials or things like that. But there's a lot of information about there, maybe not covered. I don't think I've ever heard a show on this. So I invited him back on. I'm glad to have him. So, to talk about the topic. So Todd Wood, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Cool, great. I'm I'm delighted you're back on. So people may not have heard our earlier show. I did post the California show and the William Joseph Bryan show. Maybe you can talk about your interest, your research, what led you through William Joseph Bryan and why you think four pie and I agree with you why it's a an sub should be a subject of people's research. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll start with William Joseph Bryan. Obviously, we did, uh, Walter and I did the 1900, The Last President. And um, William Jennings Bryan is actually, it was a propaganda piece against the, the populist William Jennings Bryan. So, uh, and in this sort of dystopian novel, novella, um, Bryan is the president. Right. And the whole country falls apart. So just in the, the act of doing follow up research to that, which I like to do, I like to keep going. Well, that, where did this family end up? You know, how many Lockwoods are left? You know, so, you know, so that sort of thing. Um, I kind of came across William Joseph Bryan. Right. Uh, like you said, suspected of hypnotizing Sirhan Sirhan and uh, connected with the Boston Strangler and all these things. Um, but later on, just, uh, separate, I would say not, not even connected to, uh, William Jennings, Brian, and the follow-up to that, not just on its own separate thing. I got the audio book of the family, the 2002 edition, and I started listening to that. And the part that intrigued me the most was chapter 15. I think it's death Valley. This name of the chapter page 92 on the kindle version um they start talking about the 4p cult okay and i you know i started i just got so interested in it like okay here here's a legitimate ritual sacrifice that that ed sanders came across in his, in the process of working for Paul Fitzgerald as a um, investigator and also gathering research material for his book, The Family, which came out, I think, 1972. Is that correct? I, I don't know offhand. So I wish I did. So. Okay. Um, 
Well, and it, you know, it, it describes what it describes is this this cult meeting in the mountains of Santa Cruz and performing human sacrifices, right? In a very sort of Aztecian sort of way, heart removal, heart consumption, blood drinking, all things that sort of the Aztecs practice. And I was just super, super fascinated with the whole thing. And just occult ritual murder in the first place, because we all know um, belief determines value. And um, dictates, uh, that belief dictates one's actions and so forth and so forth. Um, so like just to get into like the basics of like the 4P cult, um, I think it would be better if, if William would read the, um, the stuff from the, the first edition of the family and then we'll start kind of picking stuff apart. Sounds good. I'm happy to read that. And I was just looking up on Amazon. There's a new edition of the family. But like you said, you were one year off. It was one, 1971. 1971. So it was very close to the time of the events that happened. Uh, is it the one that has Manson with the shorter hair on it? The, yeah, shorter hair. Yeah, that's the same has... as the 2002 edition. Okay. Yeah. But it has like 443 ratings, 4.6 very well. Yeah. It's still kind of the go-to, or one of the main go-tos among some pr pretty questionable Manson books, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, let me read what you sent to me. This is from the family. Uh, you want me to read from page 132 to 133, right? Right. It is known that the process had among its, quote, chapters, unquote, three closed chapters, the locations of which are kept secret. In California, there were three process activities in Marin County, Santa Barbara, the Santa Cruz Mountains, and the Santa Ana Mountains. It is regarding activities in the Santa Cruz Mountains south of San Francisco beginning in late fall of 1968, that ghastly reports of occult sacrifices have been received. The same people indicate that the process stopped using the name process and began to use other names. Police reporting finding, finding exsanguinated animals and decapitated animals in the remote Santa Cruz wilderness. One human has recounted witnessing ritual executions in a grove off Route 17 south of Santa Cruz. The ceremonies involved use of a portable crematorium to dispose of the bodies, a wooden altar adorned with dragons, and a wooden morgue table. There were as many as 40 people in attendance at these sacrifices. The instrument of sacrifice was a set of six knives welded into a football-shaped holder. The heart was eaten. The group was called the Four Pi Movement, or PPI Movement, and was dedicated to, quote, the worship of evil, unquote. Later, the group moved ceremonies to the Santa Ana Mountains south of Los Angeles, where they continued their barbaric abhorrencies. The leader of this human sacrifice group, a large man, held the cult title Grand Chingon. It was not Manson. However, at least five times in this writer's presence, Manson has been called the Grand Chingon, or the Head Chingon, by members of his family. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I think we need to start with, are the Process Church, or is the Process Church, a true splinter group of the... All right, I'm sorry, my bad. Is the 4P a splinter group of the process church, which has been speculated by, you know, almost everybody, Dave McAllen and, and lots of other people? Um, and it, it's hard to say, you know, the process church members, after Manson was arrested, actually flew back to California and visited, I think it was the FBI offices in um it was either San Francisco or L.A., and their claim is that it wasn't 
you know, Manson wasn't in our cult. He was involved with a, another cult that was very similar. Now, if we, tip, if we start, picking, that was sorry to interrupt, but that's in Helter Skelter. Helter there is Skelter. a thing in there where they mention process members went into Manson's right uh, jail that, and then he clammed up. That's also in the FBI file. It's on okay, page page one of the FBI file. Okay. Um, yeah, and, it, and the, the fact that the interesting thing about that is um, the process are aware that they're a cult. Because it, it wasn't our cult. It was another cult that was just like ours. Right. Um, the Solar Temple or something like that. That's the allegation, if I remember correctly. Well, that would be very interesting. Um, of course, the OTO sued Sanders as well. The Solar Right, Law. so he got sued by the process and the OTO. Wow. Right, yeah. Um, so let's start picking apart like the, the, the methodology of human sacrifice. What is recanted by the witness? who we will later learn is a killer himself and a member of the 4P cult. What he describes is very interesting. Um, he describes an altar with dragons on it or serpents. He describes um, sacrificing people in line on a sort of stellar timetable. So when the moon is full or at whatever phase suits them, um, he also describes blood drinking, heart remove, and heart removal. And he describes one. Um, I think it is. It's in the um, "Raising Hell" by Michael Newton. He describes uh, sometimes they couldn't find homeless people or uh, drifters to, to sacrifice, so they so there would be volunteers, and the volunteer that was sacrificed went went out with a smile on her face, which would imply. Plying the young lady with drugs, which is also something the Aztecs would do. So I find it, I find it very, very interesting. Now, as well as, um, as well as the, the heart removal and the heart consumption and then blood drinking, right? Um, uh, I'm sorry, I just went blank there for wit, William. Well, we're just talking about human sacrifice. You mentioned Newton's book, Raising mm -hmm. Hell mentions him. So right. I'm trying to pull that up right now. Let's see. Stop. Present. Yeah. This is the book also. I mean, we you have a quote from that. I could read from some of that. Yeah. I mean, she, she went out with a smile on her face, you know. Right. Right. But they and, weren't just involved in human sacrifice. They were involved with a bunch of other. Right. Human stuff. trafficking, drug trafficking. Um you know, all sorts of criminal activity. So it sort of begs the question, like, are, are we dealing with, like, a... Um, one thing, well, I should say, are we dealing with a cult that is also sort of a cartel? Right. Right? right? Now, um, according to the family, there are three closed chapters, and there are secret process activities in certain parts of California. Santa Cruz, obviously, um, the witness who claims to have witnessed all this stuff says in the mountains there was human sacrifice and ritual executions. And then you have Santa Todd, I grew, Todd, I grew up in that area. That was the rumor. It was known in the in, uh, Bay Area mm -hmm. or the peninsula of the Bay Area that there was weird things that went up in those mountains from Santa Cruz all the way up to like San Francisco. Like there was just like there were certain like grottos and it's very, it has a very, 
uh, almost like uh, I don't know. It's it's just a super. It's much more forested than people would imagine. It, it, right. ha, it has a real rural feel, even with a lot of the you know civilization that's nearby. Right, right, right. And then there you have um, Santa Barbara, right? The uh, Goleta Beach murders, which I definitely think are connected, which I'll be getting into shortly. Um, but I like to go in sort of chronological order. So, you know, we'll probably be starting with Santa Ana. Santa Ana is another one of these places. In fact, the witness who, who gave all this information to either Paul Fitzgerald or... Um, Oh, uh, Ed Sanders. Ed Sanders. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoever gave the information to Ed Sanders um, was a young man by the name of Stephen Hun, and um, and his little posse, who who murdered uh, a service station attendant on June second with a hatchet, and then um, uh, the day after that, they did a ritual killing of a young of a of a mother. Who's like just entering into her thirties, and um, they removed her lungs, her left arm, and her heart. Now, the interesting thing about that is, according to page three seventy of um, the the newer version of the family, uh, they drove the heart to Santa Cruz in Florence Brown's station wagon, and then they burnt the heart in some sort of ritual. And I'm pretty sure they ate part of the arm and the lungs. Um, but yeah, would you mind reading that for me, William? Sure. And that was like with Baker too, right? Wasn't he with Stanley Lee Baker? Mm -hmm. that correct? Right. That That's the month that's after. Right. Okay. Yeah. So very follow on. They get Stanley Dean Baker, who's supposedly in this kind of group too, who's a flat oh, yeah. out cannibal, a young guy. Oh, yeah. You know? Right. In fact, the, the really interesting thing about that is, I mean, it's, it's almost the same MO, heart removal. And then um, both of them had heart removal. But with Stanley Baker, who is also part of the, supposedly part of this group, who's joined a satanic cult at his college in Wyoming and then joined uh, the activities in Santa Cruz later, um, it, even though like he was arrested in Big Sur, uh, it was just a little bit more sensational. Because they pull, he pulled the finger out and said, I, I'm a cannibal, I have a problem. It completely overshadowed the Stephen Hunt stuff. Right. Right? But That's they were together. Didn't they get arrested together, if I remember correctly? Is that right? uh, Stanley Baker and his his friend. Um, oh, so it's a different guy. Okay. Sklauser? No, no, that's the victim. Um, oh, we'll get to it because I have it on the slides. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, also the other thing is like I can confirm a lot of the Santa Barbara stuff of the process because Dana of Rotting Jewels has come across a lot of articles about them in Santa Barbara. And that's, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's, yeah, no, it's really interesting. So it's confirmed. And I think that's right. where uh, Michael Aquino went to school. That's where he got his doctorate. Oh, that's so interesting. Time, yeah, so, so. so technically the first murder was February um 21st the, that's the first santa barbara or go let a beach murder and that is um why you pull up the, the slide for um the family uh that was the the murder of um john hood who was a war hero of the 64th armored division and his date or his fiance sandra garcia now people like to compare this because it looked kind of like a zodiac killing but 
uh, they were stabbed to death. There was no rape. There was no, um, there was no sexual assault. There was no robbery. Uh, and that, that's interesting. That's a, that sort of tells you something considering, um, in Michael Newton's book, the information that he found, according to, uh, that book, um, the grand Shingon, um, ordered his servants, his slaves to go out and kill random targets. Right. That would kind of imply that that the act itself is probably more important than the target. Right. I mean, it's kind of just like the Sons of Sam killings, you know? Yeah. Kill random people. Right. Exactly. It creates chaos. Chaos, right. So it's like an Operation Chaos territory. And there's just so so much craziness going on in the span of a few years there in Mm -hmm. California. Zodiac, Manson. Right. I mean, mean, these killings. mm Mm-hmm. We well, what I'm into- talking about all happened in 1970. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. Right? And remember, like, okay, so there's also the speculation that 4P cult is a intelligence operation, a, a, a satanic cult hiding a, a MKO operation and sort of um, even more than that, right? Sort of a spec ops type of thing where... Um, because again, February you have uh, the Goleta Beach. Then in um, April, April eighteenth, you have the murder of uh, Robert Salem by Stanley Baker. Then moving on to uh, June second and third, which you are going, you're going to read that um, part right now. Right, yeah, right. I'll do it. Okay. So this is from the book Raising Hell. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a long one, but I'll go through it because it ties in. So oh no, things. no, no! Uh, page, I think it's page three. It's one of the JPEGs I sent you. Okay, let's go back to the JPEGs. Okay, yeah. I have these. Page ninety-two, page ninety-two, or three seventy. You want three seventy? Okay, there you go. This is a- when, Ra- when Rabbit later told me about the above familial familial urging. I began research to see if there were any killings around the opening of the trial that could be called copycat. There were several murders of a cultic nature, one utilizing the writing in human blood that occurred in the days before the trial. Both were in California. One occurred on June 3rd, 1970, when a young Satanist named Stephen Hurd, H-U-R-D, and some associates murdered a woman, seizing her at an off-ramp on the Santa Ana Freeway in Southern California. After killing her, Hurd removed her heart and then drove it in the victim station wagon up to Santa Cruz, where they burned it. Heard claimed to have been a member of the 4P movement. Right. And he also claimed that the Grand Shingon was his guru. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what makes me think? Do you know who lived up there who was like a real Crowley aficionado who lived in Santa Cruz was uh, Robert Anton Wilson. Yeah. Who's, and there's just so many weird connections too, like Esalen is up there. Like mm-hmm. Baker is in... Uh, what was the caption? Big Sir, that's excellent. Yeah, so it's well, like all these characters are around there, right? Around well, there. you know, what else is in Big Sur? It's the military language school that uh Lee Harvey Oswald went to. Wow, and you, are you aware that Patrick Kearney, the trash bag killer, claimed in a letter to um crime writer Amanda Howard that he was in the same language class as Lee Harvey Oswald? I just I can't. It's boggling the mind. I cannot boggle. Right. It, well, if it were an intelligence operation, isn't it really convenient that there was a hit and run by, by the by this cannibal and his friend, who was probably also a cannibal at this point? He had a finger in his pocket too. Um, 
That's so crazy. Right. Did you know that like Esalen and Atascadero, the state hospital Atascadero, where a lot of these guys have rolled through, uh, including Manson, is like a stone's throw from uh, from Esalen. Like it's literally maybe 40 miles or 30 miles, if that. Really? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you could do like a pinpoint of what's going on in California, and it just blows the mind. Like we, I have to hit the live button on my shows right when my guest comes on. Because even some of the most interesting conversations are before we start recording on a topic. And mm-hmm. our, our conversation is one of those. Because you told yeah. me that Bundy was in California at that time, too, at right. Stanford. Mm-hmm. And see, in 68. All, all you have to do to get up to Santa Cruz is you go up north from Stanford, which is used to be called a farm. And you go up and you get to Skyline. You just drive south and you're in Santa Cruz. It's really mm-hmm. not that far. That, that mountain range, the peninsula ends at santa cruz so yeah. it's like those aptos and these cities are all semi-connected they're mm-hmm. not i mean to the outsider they wouldn't know that but somebody who lived around that area it would be it would be they would know you know they would know that but he that he's at stanford yeah so well, crazy so yeah okay so now they back to the stephen the stephen hun stuff the fact that he drives that he could have driven that car anywhere with that heart in it and it wasn't just Stephen Hunt. He had passengers. There were there. I think there were six altogether. There was uh, Arthur Hulse who did the axe murder of the service station attendant. Of course, later on in in uh, when they were trying to decide if this person was insane or not, uh, Stephen Hunt said that axe murder happened to please his father, the devil. Um, now uh, there there were others that were arrested. In fact, one got to all the way to. Oregon and then turn state evidence. So there's a possibility that some of the information that we have about the 4P cult came from him. His name was Herman Taylor. Now, um, so yeah, he gets all the way up there and they burn the heart and the, the inter- it kind of makes you wonder. You have to ask the question, was the John Lindley Frazier of the Ottas, which th- th- this connects all the way back to Manson, the guy who was known uh, called the, the head Shingon by his followers five times, but in front of um, Ed Sanders, what were his associates, supposed associates, were those also members of the four P cult? Was it a big operation? Were they were they handlers for John Lindley Frazier? Right. right? So, for people who don't know, who was John Lindley Frazier? John Lindley Frazier was. He a auto mechanic. All right. He dropped out of school when he was 16. He was an auto mechanic. He got into a car accident, bumped his head, and um, sort of started hearing voices and stuff like that. And he was very much into the occult. Um, he kind of left his wife, moved into and drugs and drugs, LSD, right? Just LSD. Yeah, yeah. He was getting. He's really big into LSD and marijuana, right? Um, he moved into a shack that on his mother's land in santa cruz and then um uh supposedly another lone nut quote unquote uh he murdered the oda family of course was it thomas oda or victor oda i don't remember their name but it was a dentist right a dentist no no he was he was an ophthalmologist he ophthalmologist he actually prescribed the, the glasses that was found at the tate residence no way really yeah oh really that's that's the thing that connects it that it's oh, like it almost comes no full idea. circle yeah oh, I had no yeah idea. i mean no. oh, this is it comes yeah it comes full circle and then um 
Now let's get back to Hun for one second. Would you mind reading page the uh, ninety-two? The page ninety-two. Yes, yes, I, oh, I don't have no problem with that. Let's see. Let me see which one that is. Ninety-two. Mm-hmm. The family ninety-two. There's two. There's part one and two. Do them both. Yes. Okay. So the first one goes. He claimed to be found fond of carving swastikas on the chests of his victims. This head devil uses his young adepts as henchmen and revels vicariously when they roam out to do their work. One follower was evidently cited in jail after he was charged with murder by the Grand Chingon of Santa Cruz and congratulated on the wonderful job he had done in dispatching a victim. He claimed to have been ordered, quote, I was told I had to take war pills, reds, and she must be sacrificed, unquote. Right, right there. Now, to get back to the idea that the 4P cult it was actually an intelligence operation to cause chaos, um, you have, may be asking yourself, why so much chaos? Why so many murders in 1970 with occult connections? Well, did, are you aware that 1970 was an election year? Right. Ronald Reagan, who was running a campaign on uh, justice and law and order, he gets re- you know. All these occult ritual murders just scared the hell out of the average person. Wow. Right? And so, but uh, Reagan, he gets reelected. He gets reelected in November. So right. maybe they had something to do with it. Right? A former, yeah, the Republican. Former Democrat, now Republican. Right, right. Right. So that may, you know, that may be something there. Um, so, and of course, John Lindley Frazier, who is MK Ultra. Now, the, the, the making of uh, Stephen, that was Stephen Hunt, the person who said he was forced to take the, the reds, the war pills, right. which we have to assume may be a concentrated uh, pill that is probably an amphetamine until he developed amphetamine psychosis. At that point, whoever the Grand Shingon was, all he had to do was talk and just sort of manipulate and it's interesting because, uh, sorry to interrupt, but that ties in with the talk I had with Hans Uter. We, we went mm-hmm. into the Haight-Ashbury Free Clinic that was yeah. doing tests on the effect of amphetamines on mice. They knew it made them violent. Yeah. So the guy who was running the Haight-Ashbury Clinic attached to Jolly and West who was in Haight-Ashbury at that time and mm-hmm. had a connection to the Stanford graduate pool because he was studying the, the um, hippies and he used as his research mm-hmm. associates Stanford graduate students right. in 68. Now, so now that's th- like ties him to Stanford. It's really incredible. So they mm-hmm. knew in 68 that they could drive people into bloodthirsty right. through the use of amphetamines. Right, right. You just say you, <clears throat> they made a weapon. and You just have to direct your weapon by smooth So talk. that's the intel. That's bleeding yeah. over from that right. research. The of course, um, David M. Sylvie makes the claim that uh, William Joseph Bryan was the Grand Chingon of the 4P cult. But I would suggest that there were actually multiple Grand Chingons of the, four, of the 4P cult. Because he says he was visited by the Grand Chingon of Santa Cruz. This would imply more than one. Good that point. it's a regional thing. Good point. Right? That makes sense. Plus, Oh, go ahead. Especially if they're calling Manson the Grand Chingon, who was kind of moving around and ended up in mm-hmm. uh, the valley or whatever, uh, San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he did pass through on that black bus. He passed through the Monterey Bay area, if I remember correctly. I have to go back mm-hmm. and look at that. 
Yeah. And so um, also, the, you know, the swastika thing is very interesting, too. Maybe some not Nazi international stuff. Anybody who reads Dr. Joseph Farrell's books, check out the Nazi international stuff uh, about the Nazis infiltration into America after the World War II with the Project Paperclip stuff and then uh, starting certain corporations and sort of embedding themselves in that world. Um, that the whole idea of killing German shepherds, right? Finding dead animals. And the, 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 the um, I think the quote from Raising Hell is that whoever did this was really good with a knife because the, the blade never touched the bone. Right? And I think, as I recall, listening to one of your old shows, you were talking about um, how the SS, uh, they would give SS members German shepherds. Yeah. Is that is that correct? And That's they right. give them German them? shepherds, raise them, and then they would say kill them. And you right. could not join the SS unless you killed your pet because they right. wanted you to be blood, uh, cold-blooded. Well, it also leads to disassociation because if you can kill man's best friend, you can kill man, right? It there desensitizes you, you to the idea. It's, it's a uh, form of grooming in a sense. And that's um, probably the darker aspect or the two-faced Janice face of processes moving to best friends is that that's probably how you get into the deeper levels of the cult is kill animals. Right? Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, and we know for people who've listened to my show, Berkowitz, Sons of Sam, tons of den animals in the mm -hmm. Oscars Park and all this stuff. Right. So of course, you know, the, the 4P uh, has a connection with the Son of Sam cult. Through Manson the Second, who was Manson the Second? Right? Was it William Meltzer? Meltzer, or you know, it could have been, you know, it could have been anybody. But uh, the person who potentially orchestrated the murder of Arliss Perry. Um, that's in seventy four. That's in seventy four. We said we see the four P in seventy, an election year. Then we see the four P again in seventy four, another election year. Totally um, a cool ritual murder. Totally a cool. Yeah, and the I think it was, is she was found on the altar. They just didn't disclose that to the public. Oh, they did yeah. find her on the altar. That's good. See, because I thought like, oh, they, whoever did this really rushed because she was beside the altar. But that's they the did rumor. find her on the so altar. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate prof profaning of the Christian chapel, right? Right. It's is the tableau. It's the tableau of the Black Mass. That's the rumor. I don't have that yeah. confirmed. I heard that as a rumor. Oh, that's interesting. That yeah. is really interesting. <clears throat> Thank you for telling me that. Um, but yeah, to get back to so all this other stuff, uh, where where did we leave off? We kind of <laughs> we were kind of bouncing around because we were talking about the Grand Chingon of Santa Cruz. Right, right. Okay, William Joseph Bryan as the Grand Chingon. Now, in 1969, the four people apparently, according to the witness, Hun. Um, also, aka Stephen Hurd, because it's misspelled in the book, right? That that is the misspelling. That the one that's in the book is misspelled. H u n d, right? That's wrong. H u n d. That's the proper spelling. Oh, now, right. the schism happened where the, they uh, they moved to Santa Ana, and a portion of the group wanted to focus on kinky sex, while the other portion wanted to focus go back to focusing more on the satanic aspect and the. Um, you know, ritual sacrifice type of thing. Now, if there was one guy who was really, really into kinky sex, it was William Joseph Bryant. Now, but with, with me saying that, I don't think we should rule out Jolly and West as being involved because they apparently they claimed what uh, fifty-five members, according to Michael 
Newton's book, Raising Hell. Um, and then 15 of those were middle-aged men. Obviously, you would have Manson, who was middle-aged. But uh, I can see the rest more than likely either you know, being scientists, being in the same sort of situation as the um, the apartment on Frederick Douglass Street that Jolly and West was running, where he had all the sort of like the co-eds and stuff taking notes. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Those were all graduate students from Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Right. So, I mean, what there's... I would say there's a possibility if this is an MK Ultra project, then some of the members, some of the, the, the 40 younger members may have been graduate students too, taking notes. Right. And then you had it your MK sense. Ultra scientists as the older people. As the older manipulators, because that's what Manson yeah. was. Manson was 38 or 39, and all of his mm-hmm. followers were like early 20s. Right. And there was the, one that was older. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, like, um, according to um, David M. Silvey's book, Project Artichoke, Right. So the whole thing about the Grand Chingon, he's he's wearing a costume. He's wearing the be- his beard's dyed black. He's probably wearing a long, dark haired wig. He's wearing the 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 cloak, the robes, dark hooded robes and stuff like that. And um, you have to have a certain amount of acting ability to, to do that because it's a lot like um, Bohemian Grove. Right. 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 You, you can't just be doing their little play that they do. You can't it can't just be any senator. Right, it has to be someone who can actually perform a little, and I sure. think that's why it's, uh, it's it's you know William Joseph Bryan is such a good candidate for the for the. Um, were you, sorry to interrupt, but were you ever able to tie any kind of occult practice or cult cults or secret societies to Bryan? Well, he is part of the old Catholic Church, and the old Catholic Church was very much into the occult. So he was part of that weird Catholic Church that Ferry was involved in. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that is all. It's like mm-hmm. Christian in name only. Right. It and I sounds like it is, but it's not. I apologize for jumping all over the place. It's just no, kind it's of how my how my brain works. <laughs> no, because I think it's important because these events aren't happening in a vacuum. It's not mm-hmm. like the four P. It's like a Tascadero, MK Ultra, Jolly and West is there. Mm-hmm. William uh, Joseph Bryan's in L.A. Right. They're right. moving around, just like the family's moving around in a bus. Right, Santa right. Santa Barbara, you got satanic stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You have, um, what do you call it? The uh, Zodiac Killers happening. Like, right. It's just incredible. You have the overlap of Frazier, Lindley, and Kemper, all mm-hmm. at the, around the same year. Kim, like, was it Kemper? Kemper was seventy-two. I, I'd have to double check, but I mean, yeah, Kipper and a, uh, Mullen were both seventy-two, and because the, the crimes would overlap with each other, and the cops wouldn't know which one did which. Well, were was Ed Kemper, but he wasn't caught right away, right? So he was killing. Yeah, he was killing. Yeah, he just he just didn't get caught till seventy-two. I don't think I, I'll have to go back and double check. From that. May seventy-two to April seventy-three was his. You're right. So oh, Kemper okay. happened later, and then yeah. it was. Uh, Lindley was later. Well, Frazier was later. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, Frazier was 70. Okay, Herb was Mullen 70. was 72. Now, Herb Mullen's very interesting uh, guy. He's very much into the occult. Uh, the stuff Ed Sanders found on potentially him being mind controlled is very interesting as well. Right. So it says Mullen and Edmund Kemper overlapped in their 72 to 73 murder sprees, adding mm. confusion to the police investigations. Right. They got arrested within a few weeks of each other after the deaths of 21 people. That's right. Now, as as far as the Orange County stuff goes with uh, the 4P, uh, another suspect, uh, suspect for the Grand Chingon 
is Ronald Starks, uh, who is um, associated with the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, who who was had their uh, were set up in uh, Orange County in California in 1970. But the problem with that is they were doing a bunch of stuff with the Weather Underground, and the, because the Weather Underground, no one wanted it to actually be in the Weather Underground. Uh, they were trying to join forces to absorb uh, the members of the Brotherhood of Eternal Love. So I, I really don't think it was Ronald Starks that was the Grand Chingon. Plus, I don't see him walking into San Quentin and saying, uh, good job for killing a guy and having any sort of privacy at all. Right? When the Process Church tried to go visit um, Charles Manson, he was surrounded by, uh, in that the little communication room, um, visiting room, I guess you can call it, they were surrounded by lawyers and guards. So the only way you're going to get any privacy with somebody is if a, your lawyer comes to visit you, not even a doctor, right? Unless it is a psychiatrist or perhaps a hypnosis, hypnotist, wow. right? That's why, that's why when Jolian injected uh, Jack Ruby, the guards were still there. So they're like in control, like the guards are in control. Yeah, you've got to hold the guy down if if need be, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so if you say anything, the guards are going to hear you, right? Wow. Right. Cool. Not to mention other inmates, right? Who likes right. to rat, right? Oh, it's really crazy that these guys mm -hmm. had so much access to some of the stuff. You and then you have the um, in that area. I mean, this is further on, but you had the. Uh, Oh, what was that that fake group that was engineered in Northern California? Uh, I think it was the out of Atascadero too, which was the uh, was the one with the different headed serpents. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that, that that is um, the the SLA, SLA the yeah, Liberation SLA. Army. They actually lifted that from um, uh, the book uh, Mew, right? The Lost Land, Lost Continent of Mew, right? It's sort of oh, the really? Pacific Ocean's version of uh, Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That was yeah. 73 to 75. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Patty Hearst. When was Patty Hearst? Well, that, that was the same year as the SLA, I would think, because that they're the oh, ones 74, that right? Because it was connected yeah. to it, because uh, Jolie Russ was involved in that, too. Mm -hmm. And it is an interesting overlap because her attorney was Ethley Bailey, who right. was working on the uh, Boston Strangler with. Uh, you know, William Joseph Bryan, so it's right, right, world. and Jolly and West was the uh, the brainwashing expert for the Hearst trial, right? He wrote papers and did all kinds of stuff, and I think he said he donated his time for free. What yeah. a gentleman, like, what a saint! Oh, yeah, so I can just help out, guys. You know? Well, that's why that's why kind of Jolly and West would make a good candidate for the the um, for a, a grand chingon. One, he was the head of neuropsychiatry. neuropsychiatry. I think it's for at UCLA uh, by 1970. Yeah, neuropsychiatric facility or center yeah. at UCLA. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, and he's so serious minded. He had a much better relationship with Sidney Gottlieb. Um, I, I think that, you know, as far as playing the role as, as the Grand Chingon, William Joseph Bryan is your dude. Uh, but like, as far as like the getting the job done, it may be Jolly and West. That would be crazy. Yeah. I don't know how you could tie him to all that stuff, but it would just be so crazy to attach either one of those two to some of this 4P because mm -hmm. it would show it to be like a total cooperation Cassia op. Right. Just well, like O'Neill's book, right? Or something. I mean, it keeps going. I mean, even Ted Bundy's connected to the 4P through the um, file 1004. 
What's file one zero zero four? It's the it's a uh, occult crimes that were happening in uh, Washington State. I highly recommend you check out the stuff George uh, from Cav Death. Shout out to George, but uh, the stuff George his his research on that is phenomenal. Okay, I'll reach out to him. Maybe we can do a show with him. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to do a show, but you should if you re, if you get a hold of him, you should tell him to go on California too. <laughs> okay, well, I had him on for the Atlanta um, serial mm-hmm. murders too. Oh, which yeah. were very much like smiley face killer type murders. Everybody was disposed in a river, right? That's how they caught the guy. The right. Guy, well, that one also has connections to um the hand of death. What the uh, Shirley MacLaine, the the waitress, describes her boyfriend being into sounds exactly like what uh, Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool are into. And there we go again with the hand of death, the same methodology of human sacrifice, right? Heart heart removal, heart consumption. That as described by Max Call as what he was told by Henry Lee Lucas in the book, The Hand of Death. It gets deep, like the right. whole like inner the cross continent, cross country type elements of these things are mm-hmm. really dark, right? Really dark. Right, much like Ultimate Evil, right? It goes from New York to Mino to mm-hmm. Stanford. Of course, we we've talked about. I mean, uh, uh, Crawford, the guy who they arrested for for being uh, who the one who killed um, Arliss Perry. You know, he has Air Force connections. Makes perfect sense. Makes right? perfect sense. Right. So, yeah, he was like uh, uh, known to be associated with the Stanford Memorial Church. Yeah. He just never busted him. And at the very end of Sons of Sam, yeah, documentary, he shoots himself, right? Right. He does. That's like the badge cam footage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's the end end of that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, again, it sort of points the, the finger at maybe this is an intelligence operation. William Mincer, right? Was um, and then you have to ask yourself, okay, the Process Church, if they are a true splinter group, who changes their names, is it possible that the four P just sort of morphed into the Hand of Death? Consider considering California's connection to the Hand of Death. Yeah, man, those right. Are, those are amazing questions. I don't know the answer to that, mm-hmm. but there is a good article about the four four P movement. I have a, I'll, maybe I'll put a link to that. But uh, I did have this stuff like Mullen. There's a picture of Mullen Kemper, Frazier. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things about Frazier was that he he cut his hair like Manson. Yeah. So around the same time, they like did the same haircut. Well, they just cut off, shaved off the top of their head. Like, why would they do that? Like, there's yeah. a picture of Manson like this, too. It's really crazy. Right, right. Now, it, the, no, it's always possible that Manson was one of the grand ch- head chingons or something. He wasn't just borrowing the ideology. He was actually appointed, right? Th- then you have to ask the question about the children, right? The children is what they refer to as the, the sort of hanger honors that were around Spawn Ranch, just sort of camping out. They weren't in the inner circle known as the family. Right, interesting. Well, right? that's what Berkowitz said. That was his entry into the process. Is that he became part of the children in New York, right? And he hung out with the process, and then Robert Grimston was there, mm-hmm. like he was in rituals with Robert Grimston oh. at Yonkers Park. And this is from Monster Mirror. This is a book that just got published like last year. Yeah, well, did you know, Grimston, according to Michael Newton's book, was he came back? He was teaching at um, Syracuse. He was a professor, I think it was at Syracuse, and uh, he 
his wife or girlfriend at the time was a um, lawyer or something involved in the Son of Sam investigation. Wow. Yeah, yeah towards the, if you go towards the end of the Process Church part of Raising Hell, I don't know if you own that book. I, I, right I have there. it somewhere. I think I have it somewhere. Yeah, check Please that part out because that's, that's some trippy stuff. That doesn't surprise me that DeGrimston was there. You know, um, no, it's not. And this is a recent admission by Berkowitz. This is something he told uh, Chaparelli, I think was his name. Uh, oh, that's yeah. really interesting. You know, yeah, no, so it's a recent admission. And he, he said he was practicing occultism in jail up until the late 80s. So wow. before his Christian yeah. kind of uh, conversion. He right. was he was a long term longer term ritual magician black magician whatever yeah yeah so well I you mean, know some people said that he said it was all baloney and that yeah. is a stone cold lie yeah it's a dis so, um, well did I you mean, ring? it just blinked on me anyway so yeah that's it so there's pictures of this guy speaking of Berkowitz I mean right to go back to to Manson the second William Mincer right. Was William Mincer who had connections to um, Abigail Folger, right? Right. Right. And well, I mean, what's going to happen when William Mincer passes away? Is Berkowitz going to say, yeah, Mincer was Manson number two, Manson the second? Right. And he got convicted of killed Roy Radin, right? Ray, yes, Roy, Roy Radin. Who was, and, uh, yeah. Who, the, the, you know, who goes back to um, for the Cotton Club murders, right? And then uh, that was... Um, Francis Ford Coppola was the director of the Cotton Club, the movie. Francis yeah. Ford Coppola was also uh, the director of Dementia 13, and the technical consultant on that film was, or no, he was a writer on Dementia 13, and the technical consultant was um, William Joseph Bryan. Wow. So how much do you think that a guy like Coppola would know about Bryan? Like, do you think that he would? I think I think he would know a lot because you know William Joseph Bryan was a loudmouth. He liked to talk, but according to uh, William Joseph Bryan's daughter, he was yeah he was a loudmouth, but he was really good at compartmentalization, right? And sometimes the loudmouth, the loudmouth part is really misdirection. It's magic, right? Magic with a K. You're just misdirecting look over here it's it's a slide of hand it's verbal slide of hand right yeah no i follow you 100 yeah yeah and um especially in 63 they were doing this whole pr campaign to to, to kind of promote hypnosis not since the american medical association said it was okay right like they're publishing like stuff about how william joseph uh brian cured a guy of his fear of santa claus and <laughs> how to hypnotize a turkey so you can kill it better and you know, stuff like right, that. So that's all in the news. Like it was all. And I think that Melvin Bell, I had, he did some TV show with William Joseph Bryan. He was his friend. Yeah, they I were, they were close. Movie. They were, I mean, they, you know, he was at his funeral. Wow. Right wow. now that I'll go ahead and start expanding on it. Then later, if you can't, if you can get George on to go even deeper than I go, uh, we'll just do it. Henry Rossblatt was a, um, was the uh, one of the pallbearers, and he was a Watergate lawyer. And we talked about Ted Bundy's connection to the 4P. It's believed that he is connected. There's animals killed in the same way in the area in Washington State, right? Uh, you're aware of Thomas Creech, the serial killer, who, who claimed to have been killing with Ted Bundy. Wow. So, and um, I think it was the information that Thomas Creech gave that led investigators to like four skulls 
four more skulls that they found in the mountains. And, um, but, uh, you know, j just to, just to keep going with this thing, uh, during the green river killers sort of, um, cycle where he was killing, um, and rule was investigating, right. right? And rule who's connected to Ted Bundy. And apparently she was sent letters by a Watergate lawyer claiming that uh, he had witnessed and have audio tapes of a satanic, satanic ritual sacrifice happening in the woods right. of my Washington. My internet connection is, my internet connection slowing down. Let me, let's shut off the cams. Let's do that. Okay. Um, wow. So yeah, there's just weird connections. And Bundy, have you ever heard the story of Bundy? Like he would be possessed by some spirit or something? Like right. That? He'd go into a disassociative state. He, yeah, he called that the entity, like something would come entity. over him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's an actual demonic possession or those are the best words he can come up with to describe the situation. Yeah, um, so it's like, yeah, he's not in a... And he would be drunk, too. So he'd also... That is kind of a dissociative state, too. Right, and Jolly and West... According to Jolly and West, he, he, his quote on uh, the Bundy stuff is that uh, a woman probably beat him with a broomstick at some point in his life. Really? Like he yeah. had a brain injury or something? No, 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 because you know he, the, the way that uh, he killed Bundy would do a lot of bludgeoning. That's how he'd subdue him, right? He had some a crowbar or something. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was, was getting killer. back at women or something like that. Right, right. Okay, so, um, but okay, so I was telling you about the the, the letters that were being sent to Ann Rule, right? Right, right, by right. the Watergate lawyer uh, with the with a strange name. The only Watergate lawyer with a strange name is Eggle Krogh, who did spend a lot of time in Washington state. So it's very plausible. He was telling the truth. Now it's also very possible that Eggle was also a, a Paul bear or attended William Joseph Bryan's funeral. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. With Melvin Belli. Right. So the, the, the Watergate lawyers pop up, these lawyers, they pop up all over the place. These names, you know, it's incredible. I mean, the, the yeah. Melvin Belli is such a weird story just on this connection to Jack Ruby, like he's the wrong person to choose unless mm -hmm. you want to cover it up. He's mm -hmm. not a criminal lawyer. There's no evidence. There's very little. He's mostly a torts lawyer. He was called the king of torts, which is civil litigation. And he maybe did some very, uh, at the very beginning of his career, did some criminal cases, but he wasn't famous for criminal cases. Mm -hmm. So then he shows up at Jack Ruby. It's just so weird. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing, uh, uh, with Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby's connection to the Chicago Mafia. There's Chicago. The Process Church had a chapter in Chicago, and so the, the Weather Underground was also connected to Chicago. John Wayne Gacy was <laughs> also connected to Chicago. The, the whole Chicago Mafia. In fact, um, Kenneth Mad Dog McKenna, if memory serves, his mother was a prostitute working for the Chicago Mafia, Al Capone's wow. Mafia. And uh, he got his first job with the Mafia running uh, policy notes. The po policy is sort of like the proto-lottery for the, is the ghettos, right? They buy the policy notes and they try to win prizes, right? Right. right? And then it was uh, Kenneth Mad Dog McKenna. When Bundy went to Florida apparently to seek out Matt Kenneth Mad Dog McKenna, who himself is more than likely a serial killer. Um, who Kenneth Mad Dog McKenna introduced Ted Bundy to the church of process in Florida. So Bundy has a process connection. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying through, wow. through Kenneth Mad Dog McKenna. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. man. So 
the process is all over the place. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. They're they're still mm -hmm. around. That's all those people. I mean, right. You can see you can see that research for uh, from Dana. Like there are a lot of those people. They're starting to pass away. Mm -hmm. A lot of those people from the seventies and eighties made it through to best friends. Right, but I, I disagree with the whole mystery school thing, though. Just because I, I read the trial transcript, and a lot of them were, were pretty much aware that they were being taken for a ride. I mean, well, the reason the mystery school, the reason I would apply the mystery mystery school to the process is because that's what Timothy Wiley described it as. I see, glove fear sex death. So, I see. Uh, I would say that that might just their variation, their version of the mystery school. I see where people get conned. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the insiders know they're doing the con, just like Scientology, right? But right, they've got right. people they can manipulate and right, well, f with and mind f you, you know. Uh, I kind of think it. Well, from what I understand from reading those trial transcripts, it seems to me like they really didn't understand American culture, like the the British aspect of it. They didn't really understand like the like the British the the American culture part of it, like how Americans act. Because they, you know, they were on Coal Street in San Francisco, and right. there were there was a bunch of uh, Jehovians, right? Because you got three paths: you got the Jehovian path, the, the Satanist path, and the Luciferian path. Then all of a sudden, here comes eight Luciferians from New Orleans, right? And the the Luciferians from New Orleans, according to the, the trial transcript, hated the Jehovians. Interesting, right? In fact, I, if I can curse, like a, a quote is from the Luciferians. Let's take all the drugs and then go fuck those prissy little Jehovians. I mean, they, they really, you know, because they're Luciferians. They're whole, the whole thing is about having fun, right? Where the Jehovians are all about discipline and all that. In fact, the people who part the process that partied with the with um, John Phillips were more than likely the Luciferians. So John Phillips is definitely connected. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, the, the, those, those Luciferians needed drugs. <laughs> they needed girls and then, you know, needed to party. Todd, I got to wrap it up. Where can people find your work? And then how also can they reach out to you if they have any additional questions? Uh, just you can reach out through the Walter Bosley channel on YouTube. And uh, people can, can, first Wednesday of every month, we watch, uh, we do California. And we're going to have um, Mr. Ramsey, Mr. William Ramsey back on. And um, if I was all over the place tonight, so sorry. It's just my brain. I'm a scattered brain by nature. It's all good. I think it was really interesting. There's a lot of weird overlapping. Ted Bundy just like blew me away. I didn't even know that about him. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. So again, it's Todd Wood and you can check out our earlier talks. I yeah. posted the California talk I did and also the strange connections of William Joseph Bryan. And this is about right. the four pie movement. So Todd, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. All right, cool.